Ladies and gentlemen, you hear that theme music, but this is not for the Eastern Conference Game of Thrones. This is for the return of the real Game of Thrones. Jordan, how excited are you? I want to hear your thoughts on that first episode, Jordan. Is that everything that you expected of the new season? I'm always kind of torn when Game of Thrones is also on during basketball games because Game of Thrones comes on every couple of years, whereas basketball is a consistent thing, so now I have to divide my attention. Yeah, uh, especially because the game, Game of Thrones is on at 6 p.m., it's prime time. It's the exact time that the Raptors will be playing the Orlando Magic tonight. I don't know what to do, Jordan. I don't know what to do. It's just one of those things you have to decide. Um, Game of Thrones is reportable. Basketball also is reportable. Mm -hmm. um, we have a basketball podcast on a Game of Thrones podcast. But uh, yeah, take me through that first episode. Um, I did also watch it, obviously. Um, yeah. I did uh, think it was a little slow to start for a first episode. Yeah. Because we got to bring everybody back. We gotta reacquaint them with their storylines, and then okay, now we got five episodes to kill them all off. Right. Yeah. So this is also a, a spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen the first episode of the new season for Game of Thrones. That's right. That's right. Skip forward about a minute. We're just gonna go quickly here. Um, well, I thought it was a little kind of interesting how you know Daenerys and uh, Jon Snow are out here going on cute little waterfall dates with their dragons. Meanwhile, the army of the dead is marching towards them. Uh, it's the first time I've ever seen in this series where Daenerys wasn't just hell-bent on, you know, getting the throne or winning a war or something, where she's like, you know what, Jon seems like a nice guy, let's uh, go hang out in the mountains with my dragons and have kinky dragon sex. Yeah, 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 that dragon wasn't feeling it. Yeah, uh, he wasn't feeling that. Nah, nah, and uh, I did also think it was a little slow, uh, mm. which is, makes me even more excited about tonight's episode, because shit's got to go down. Yeah, Somebody's got to die tonight. Oh, agreed. Totally. Um, I've been hearing a lot of people say Tyrion. Like, we're going to get one of these low-key kids. Like, Brienne of Toth. Or, um, Wait, low-key? I wouldn't really call him low-key, but... Yeah, he's a secondary character, really. Of the main characters that yeah. the story arc covers. He's very important, though. I yeah, that. Yeah. He's very important yeah. in the storyline. Okay. So, um, besides that, you know... Um, what do you think of the whole Cersei Lannister scene? Where it's yeah, if you wanna wanna have sex, oh. go find a go find a whore. Yeah, yeah if you want a whore, buy one. Yeah. If you want a queen, earn her. That's a good quote. Yeah. I, I like that quote. That's gonna be popping up on people's Tindy profiles for the next uh, you know six months. Maybe. Yeah, six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, that was interesting, and then it turns out that uh, the dude did actually. Earn her. Hey, shoot the shot, right? I gotta, yeah. I gotta respect the guy for going for yeah, it. Yeah, the greasy pirate got it done. <laughs> I don't even remember his name, to be honest. I can't. Yeah. There's too many names. Like, greasy just... pirate that didn't bring her elephants. That was uh, that, that was my takeaway that's, there. Yeah, that's pretty much the sum of the first episode. He should have uh, brought her elephants. He should have brought her elephants. <laughs> you know, girls love elephants, right? Yeah, yeah. Give that girl an elephant. No girls, doubt. Girls no love doubt. <laughs> well, like, it's kind of funny because, you know, Game of Thrones, they don't have their names in the back in jerseys, so that's why I can remember every basketball player's name, because I right. see it daily. Yeah. Um, I liked what she did, by the way. I like that bold power move about letting them, you know, come on in. Mainly because, I guess from the old episodes a couple years ago, she was pregnant with Jamie Lannister's kid. Yeah, her brother. Her brother. So now she can fake that one off like she did all her other kids that it's actually oh. know, not incest. So. Oh, that's an interesting angle. Yeah, bold, bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off in six okay. episodes. Yeah, let's see if uh, if they get through that timeline within uh, six episodes. I doubt it, but he, yeah. he did tell her he's going to put a prince inside her. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now he yeah. thinks he did. Well, 
Um, any bold pr- so you had your prediction for uh, who you think's gonna die. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I still think it goes Night King in four. Uh, I think he, <laughs> you know, I, I just think that everybody's a little too distracted out here. Uh, you know, Daenerys is out here doing cute little dates. Uh, the who's that? Brand's out here just staring at everybody awkwardly. So I think uh, I think the Night King takes this one, man. I, I don't know. It's not looking too bright for uh, for the Watchers of the Wall. <laughs> yeah, it kind of be interesting to see a whole storyline lose. But I mean, that's typical Game of Thrones fashion. Yeah. So you never know. I I I believe that that is a legit possibility. Yeah. I'm picking Night King in four. Night so, King in four. All right. All right. We talked about the Game of Thrones. Now let's get out back to the Game of Zones, NBA basketball. You ready to give and go? Yo, Queens of Dirty Pirates, give me Jared Dudley and Joel Embiid over them any day. Let's give and go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are live in Vancouver, BC with the two hosts who are giving you the most. It's the dream team, Raj Sharma, with my boy, Jordan Taylor. Hey, yo, Raj. How you doing? Hey, it's all good, man. Give me a high five. Hey, there we go. Give me a high five on the pod, man. It's good to be out here this weekend. Hashtag Uh, no phones today. Yeah. No No phone calls. Yeah, exactly. We, uh... Had a good weekend. Nice seeing the whole crew. Yeah. Uh, nice being in Vancouver. It feels like summertime out here already, man. Did you miss the uh, the big city atmosphere about how we can go anywhere to play ball or go anywhere to watch basketball on a TV to bar? It's oh. just that simple. Oh yeah, we watched uh, watched the Raptors game live out at uh, Charles Bar. Yeah, shout, shout out. out to Charles Bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get it right. If, if there's Vancouver basketball fans, Raptors fans out there, go hit out the Charles Bar. They'll, they'll be playing the game. I'll treat you right with sound. With the sound Ma- on. Major key. Major yeah. Key right. Yeah, that's right. So, Jordan, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, let's just get right into it. This has been the first week of the NBA playoffs. One series is already done. Uh, the Boston Celtics have swept the Indiana Pacers. I, for one, am shocked. Uh, I thought this was going to go the distance. I actually had picked Indiana to win the series. Um, they end up getting swept. Jordan, what do you think was the cause here, man? I told you last or last pod, like I'm telling you again, Boston's depth is unmatched. They're a scary team. They, one of the teams, like we said, is okay. They've had problems internally being able to communicate and work together as a group. They've put it together for the playoffs. Everyone has put the differences aside. I still think Marcus Smart getting injured has helped. Balance the rotation. Think. Yeah, you got guys in the spots that they were last year now because Mark Smart was out. It was very mm-hmm. similar to where Kyrie's position was. Right. So, so Rozier is your backup guard. Yeah. Jalen Brown's your starter. Gordon Hayward. Man, shout out to Gordon Hayward. He's like really being like embracing that six man role. Yeah. And he had 30 points to, or 20. He had a pretty good game today. Yeah. 20 or 30 points. 20 points, I think. Really? Yeah. To, yeah. To they knock on Indiana. They closed it out today. Uh, I think that uh, you're right. And you mentioned everybody's back at their old roles. Plus Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Playoff Kyrie is a real thing we forgot about from him being out from a year ago. Yeah, we, we forgot what playoff Kyrie is like, and it is scary. Like, you know, one-on-one, shot clock going down. There aren't too many players that are more clutch than Kyrie. 
Um, I, I mean, his defense in front of him is Darren Collison and mm-hmm. Corey Joseph. Even or Wes they, Matthews. And, and he's got torn Achilles. He's replacement. a little he's a little washed. In my opinion, Wes is a little washed now. Kyrie took advantage of the situation and he performed. Yeah. Uh Indiana. You know what? Indiana, they put up a fight. They they there was uh three of the four games were very, very tight. Could have gone either way. I think their issue was that they just didn't have a closer down the stretch. They really missed Victor Oladipo. They did, and it showed. Yeah, they you really know, did. Bogdanovich, yeah, regular season, he was great as their number one option. He's put up over 20 points a game this season. But, you know, when the playoff time comes, everybody's locking down on him. He seemed to kind of turtle and shell away from all the attention uh, when it came down to it, especially game one. He was very passive, not really, uh, you know... Not really what you want from your alpha 1A lead guy. So I think they missed Victor Oladipo. They put up a great fight. Their defense, their defense was crazy this series. Like, they both played some tough defense. Um, you know, and I, I thought, you know, three, I'm pretty sure three of these four games, they had the lead going into the fourth quarter and then blew it at the end. Because, again, like you mentioned, Kyrie's clutch. There's, there's not a closer. And if you want to talk about defensive intensity, all I got to say is Boston was a better team. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter it. who's leading into the fourth, it's who's leading after the fourth. Yeah, they you know, Boston proved that they were the ones who could handle it. Indy that. couldn't close it out, so Boston's on to the second round. Um, another series that's getting pretty close here. It's been chippy, Jordan. Uh, it's the two versus seven, or sorry, the three versus six matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Brooklyn Nets. Man, did this... we? Did, did you honestly think when the playoffs started? That Philly versus Brooklyn was going to be the most talked about first round series this year. Well, you know what? With all the personalities out there, with D'Angelo Russell, he's been Jimmy quiet, Butler, Jimmy, I know, yes. but MB, Joel Embiid, yes, Ben Simmons. You know what? He's coming into a little bit of a playoff trash uh-huh. talker right now uh-huh. too. Yeah, they're arrogant, man. The this Sixers team, they've been very arrogant. Uh, they hold a three-one lead over the Brooklyn Nets as we speak right now. Um, all their antics are working now against this young and experienced Brooklyn team. But second round, if they're playing against Toronto or a more experienced veteran team, they're not going to be able to bully them like they are right now with uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. So I'd be a little weary if I were them. You know, Joe Lemby, you hear his post-game comments? I did, I did. I, and I still can't believe that this guy went off and said those kind of things. Yeah, wait, can we... Let, you, let's you play the clip. clip. You yeah. got the clip? I got the, the clip. clip. You weren't sure right up until tip whether you were going to play. Uh, it was really important because we wanted to get this one and go home and try to finish it. Uh, so it feels good to be up 3-1. So uh, we definitely don't want to be in a situation uh, like the Warriors two years ago. <laughs> Joe. I was kidding, man. I tried to no, I was kidding, but uh, no, we 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 wanted we wanted to be able to close it at home, man. So two things for you, two things for okay. you, right away on this, Ron. Yeah. One. Did Brooklyn steal a game from Philadelphia? That game one. That game one. Because this series has felt way closer until you realize. That Philly has just rattled off three straight wins against Brooklyn, and they've had no answers. 
I, I think so, man. I think it was a case of, and especially since the game was in Philly. That's and, right. They uh, stole a game. Yeah, the Nets were feeling good. They've got the momentum uh, of the regular season. But I think now that it's come down to it, I think the playoff experience that, uh, that Philly has with J.J. Redick, um, Jimmy Butler, who's just been... he. This is why they brought him here. This is the reason. Man. Yeah, he's he been couldn't save Joel on the press conference booth, but I mean, he's going to save him on the court for sure. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> nobody can save Joel. Like, he's, uh, he speaks his mind, man. Speaks his mind. Second thing, speaking of Joel, are there legit health concerns? And do those health concerns directly coincide with him and the Philadelphia 76ers going far in this year's tournament? Well, you know what? The, his knee's been flaring up, but honestly... And he's sat games, and they've won. He has. And he's, he has. and he's played hurt, and they've lost. So, well, if they can close this out here and, uh, and, and get him some rest before the next series start, I think it'll be good for them. Uh, I can't really see him sitting out many more games going forward. Uh, if he is, that's some major red flags. I would really question how far they can go in these playoffs if they don't have a healthy Joel Embiid. Without him, I would say they won't make the conference finals. But with him, they have a legit shot of winning the NBA championship. He's that good. I disagree. I disagree. I have no faith in Philadelphia making a championship. I will give you an Eastern Conference Finals berth. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to tell me that they're going to be able to play with Milwaukee... In that final round to play the Warriors or maybe Houston or one of these other Western Conference teams, you've got to be kidding yourselves. The star power, man. You need that star power. They have no... What's the weak link in that starting five? Team chemistry. That's yeah. the weak link. Chemistry. Chemistry. I mean, I get it. You're right. Because J.J. Redick has disappeared. And Tobias, he wasn't there for the first two games. Yeah, until he dropped 36. Until he dropped 36. And, and you're right. Because and Redick had a big 20-point game as well. So they're gonna do they're gonna fluctuate like this. And because of that star power, like you're saying, it's uh definitely an asset because you can have guys take nights off essentially and you will be okay. But against a better team, you need everybody firing on all cylinders. Yeah, but they need Embiid. They, they do, need. absolutely hundred percent. They need him. He's just that good of a talent. He's a generational type of player. So powerful post player. They better hope to close this one out and get him some rest for that knee. I agree. I yeah. agree. So uh, third matchup. Let's go out to the Western Conference. This has probably been the tightest matchup that we've seen so far. I would say it's uh, it's uh, underrated. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't think it's getting the attention it deserves because of the two teams that are playing. Exactly, man. It's uh, the number two Denver Nuggets versus the number seven San Antonio Spurs. And Jordan, is it just me or do the Nuggets feel like underdogs here? The two seed is an underdog. Yeah. And there's a lot of reasons why. It's the majority of the team's first playoff experience. Yeah. Head coach Mike Malone being the, you know, apprentice to the master Greg Popovich is now playing his old boss. Yeah, he like, was an assistant with Popovich before. Cue the Star Wars Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith music. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's it's got all these underlying tones to it. And I mean... They played very similar games, mm -hmm. San Antonio and Denver. Yeah, the team, basketball, sharing the rock. Inside out. Yeah. Kick in for the big man and then let him operate and try and get you a, a three-point shot. Totally. Um, I I found it interesting with uh, the San Antonio Spurs. I had a lot of eyes on DeMar DeRozan. Um, he has not choked this playoffs, Jordan, but... I think it's because of the fact that now he isn't having to be that number one option on this team anymore. Yep. He's actually sliding into maybe a 
second, third, or even some nights fourth option on the San Antonio Spurs, thanks to LaMarcus Aldridge, fellow All-Star, Derek White, who's just had his coming out party this playoffs. Yeah, we gotta stop and talk about Derek White. That guy is playing like a man possessed. Yeah. And I mean, in typical San Antonio Spurs fashion, a guy in the late first round of the University of Colorado, played really well in the combine, made his draft stock move up, and uh, that guy's super athletic. He can fly. He is deceivingly athletic on the basketball court. Yeah, and his defense has been another, he blocks shots, gets steals, He's dunking on people. This dude. And he's got he's, a three-point shot. Yeah. That's a complete package for a late first-round pick. That's impressive. And no one is surprised that it's Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs that have discovered him. Stone face Greg, man. Stone face Greg. Yeah, yeah, the White Walkers. <laughs> well, hit me with this, though. It frustrates me as a DeMar DeRozan fan for him to settle like this. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. he is settling as an after basketball player, but, like, Maybe be, so much was demanded from him in Toronto. Yeah. And that now he has those other options where he doesn't have to be the number one option, like you're saying. Right. Uh, I would give him a lot of credit from using what he had learned in Toronto as becoming a facilitator and kind of a shot creator for people because he didn't have that early on in his career. He started to develop the ability to get assists and playmake out of the pick and roll as he further went further along in his career. And pairing him with Greg Popovich has really allowed him to embrace that playmaking ability that he has because he draws so much attention attacking the rack. So I would give him some credit for falling into this role, but it's, it is a little sad to not see him be that Kobe light, you know? That's, thank you, thank you. That's this what is, he's been marketed as his entire career. This is not the DeMar from the Toronto Raptors days, agreed. Um, yeah, he's averaging 15 points a game in this series. Yeah. This guy averaged 28 for the Raptors. For the Raptors. <laughs> that's... It's weird. He's like becoming a super role player. Yeah. And, and that's and, and that's really frustrating. It's like, okay, did we just see DeMar... Hey, did we just see DeMar DeRozan hit his ceiling? Or Western Conference? Is he over the ceiling? Maybe this is, was his, like, his uh, ideal role all along. And hence, is this why the Toronto Raptors traded him for a guy like Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, yeah, maybe it's because Kawhi is a superstar on another level. He's that super superstar that's capable of being that 1A alpha carrying your team. The super superstar, oh my god. Oh yeah, We just had 420, so yeah, Yeah. super salad, I'll have a super salad. Yeah, that's right. Well, DeRozan couldn't get it done in Toronto, you know, and maybe he'll have better luck this, this round because if he gets past these Denver Nuggets, it, it looks like there might be a chance for him to even advance to the Western Conference Finals if uh, if they keep going. We talked about this being the ideal draw for uh, for a Western Conference playoff team it's, in it's, that bracket. It's the path to the Western Conference Finals. It's yep. the easiest route. Without uh, having to play Golden State or Houston. Yep. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that series. Last one else? before we go. Give me this. How many more times... Is Charles Barkley going to incorrectly predict the outcome of the games in the series based on what Jamal Murray is wearing? Oh, oh, he's he's been picking off uh, jury, Jamal Murray's outfit. That's right. That's right. Oh man. Uh, well, you know what? I don't trust anything Chuck says, anyways. 
So you know That's what? Sir Chuck to you. That's yeah, Sir yeah, Chuck. yeah. The only thing I, I give him some respect because he's trying to keep Toronto on the map. Uh, big, big respects to Chuck for that. Yeah, uh, a little late, but better late than never. Yeah, well, he's always had our back. Chuck's always had the Raptors back, so I'll give him some props. He's, he's, he's been. Yeah, Toronto's his favorite city. He, he name drops uh, Norm and. Uh, Norm Kelly, who is the Toronto like minister, like prime minister, not just prime minister. I don't know. There's some, there's some politician. What? There's some politician that uh, Chuck's always name dropping. All right, Chuck. Well, good for you, I guess. Rod That's... Black. He, he's a he, he name drops Rod Black all the time. Oh my God, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, Let's move on. I got nothing to say about Chuck and his name dropping in Toronto. All right, all right. Well, let's talk about the the winner of uh, you know whoever wins from the San Antonio Denver series will then go on to play the winner of Portland versus OKC. Ooh. Now this one isn't going as I thought it would. I thought this is going to be OKC running away with this after the injury to Yusuf Nurkic, but instead. It's been Ennis Cantor that was out here hitting game winners, getting like near 2020 games in the playoffs. What? Uh, Jordan, is this what's going on here? The the Portland Trailblazers have a 2-1 lead over the OKC Thunder. So I gotta stop you right there. Cantor had one 2020 game. Yeah. The other games have been very more Cantor-esque. Okay. Okay. 15-8. Ten and something. I but mean, he's filling this role that I didn't think he could in the playoffs. You know, it, it, it's funny you mentioned that because, I mean, we look at the OKC series versus Golden State a couple years ago, and he wasn't playable. Mm-hmm. His yep. foot speed was so slow that he was getting burned that he just sat on the bench. So for now, he's got a little bit of a feather in his hat. It's time to go, yeah, well, you guys didn't trust me to play with OKC, so I'm going to try and punish you. He's playing a lot better. Uh, than he has in other playoff series when he was with OKC, but he's not a defensive stopper. He's yeah. not playing good defense. No, no doubt. But the real storyline here, yeah, is Dollar Dame and Russell Westbrook fighting each other out. Yeah, and I know you got something else in the back of your mind there about another certain, you know, small forward on the OKC that you mm-hmm. probably want to get off your chest. But let me hit you with the Dame. Russ, okay. playoffs. Yeah, this because this has been the marquee matchup. This is vintage playoff basketball. Yeah, this is two superstars going against each other. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We talked about this before the pod started, about, all right, so who on the bench can you rely on in OKC in Portland? Like, Schroeder's the only one on OKC. OKC. And, you know, Portland, their bench is iffy, too. They've, like, maybe Seth Curry, who's finally hitting a shot or two. Rodney Hood or Evan Turner. Like, these guys are not... No, it's a battle of the starters and a battle of the point guards. And that's why this series is fun to watch. And I'm saying it here that it's going to go the distance. Uh, now Seven games? I agree with you, and I believe I did agree with you on last time's pod, last episode, that OKC had the upper hand. Mm-hmm. But now, after seeing a couple of these games, this is a very even series because of the injuries that both teams have dealt with, or maybe are dealing with yeah Raj what do you got in the news for me about the OKC team that we need to talk about yeah well you know what playoff P Paul George is not really he's off he's off something's off with him he mentioned before the playoffs started that he couldn't even lift his his right shoulder you know above his head it was that bad that really gets me because if a guy says he can't raise his shoulder above his head before a playoff game and he plays, and he shoots the ball. Mm-hmm. I get it. We're terribly. Pro- shoots terribly. It terribly. 
But I mean, we're getting stuff pumped into his shoulder, obviously, cortisone or icing or whatever you need to do to get it playoff ready. But like, why are you playing? What, yeah. what are you well, giving any sort of benefit to your team? I think he is because look at the alternatives we just mentioned. The bench is trash. There's going to be nobody there to replace him. At least he'll draw attention so that Russ can maybe go off and win the series for him. But his shooting is off. And coming from a guy who's dealt with his fair shoulder injuries, uh, I think this is a legitimate issue. And it's not something that's going to be fixed in the playoffs. This is something that will need to be fixed with rest and with time. This is concerning if you are an OKC fan. Um, I'm still not sold. Uh, I think that Paul George is not the playoff performer that we all know and love and think he is. The playoff P. Playoff, playoff P. P. What has playoff P done for the teams that he's played for? Well, they haven't won series. And I mean, you talked about before the pod started, you know, the LeBron James factor. Yeah. Who killed so many good franchise teams. He killed a lot of dreams. He killed a lot of dreams. So yeah. I, I give you that, you know, before we started chatting on the pod, I give you that one. But I'm not sold on Paul George being a playoff performer. Mm-hmm. Regular season, that guy was dominating. And okay, you guys knew you guys made the playoffs, but yet now you've got these shoulder issue injuries. Like I'm not buying it. So something's yeah. either really messed up, yeah, or and he's playing through it, or I'm I'm hearing excuses. Right. I'm hearing well, excuses. Well, let's see, man. They got Game Four, OKC versus Portland uh, is Can't the wait. next one. Can't so wait. that'll be a must see, must see TV. All right, man. Well, we got five more minutes left on the pod. Let's rip through these. Uh, we got Golden State versus the Clippers. I know you want to talk a little bit about the greatest comeback in the history of the game. Where were you, Jordan? Where were you when all this happened? My ass, I'll admit it. I'll admit it, Internet. I'm about to go to bed. They're up by 30, and I turned it off. No, I went to bed. No. I turned it off. I did. I said, they're up by 33rd quarter. I got to go to work tomorrow. I got a double shift. I am done. And you missed the greatest comeback in the history of the game. I missed the greatest comeback in the history. <laughs> well, you know what? It, I wouldn't have blamed you. I would have never thought that Where a comeback were you? like this. Did you see it? Did I you watch just it? turned it on uh-huh. when they were down 20. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, oh, this is getting interesting. Oh, okay. Oh, Lou Will, you crazy. And Montrez Harrell, like... Every inch and every game that the Clippers are making this competitive series, it just worries me for the state of the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard leaving in the summer to go play for this Clippers team. I mean, that's the, the personnel. That's another personnel yeah. thing. You know, as we're speaking, though, Golden State did just beat LA. They did. So okay. that was so. a 3-1 to one series now. I think that was a steal. Yeah, that was fun to watch. Yeah, but um, it's the same thing we're talking about KD and Patrick Beverly beat. Yeah, it's been fun. It's, it's been, been a, fun, yeah. exactly. It's cute. You know what? <laughs> we thought there wasn't much to say about this series. They've given us something to watch. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's- at least they've given us an entertaining series. Uh, we do want to give a big uh, shout-out, though. Uh, sad news for the Warriors. Right. Boogie Cousins tore his right quad muscle... And he's out for the year. But they're saying he doesn't need surgery. He doesn't, but still, it's a torn quad muscle. I mean, it's better than having surgery like uh, Tony Parker yeah, did. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to be out for twelve months. But yeah, what terrible news. Yeah, like this. This might be the end of Boogie Cousins in the NBA. Well, or this could be Boogie returning back to the Warriors next season. Another year of rehab. Another year of competing. And if KD leaves. He could have an even bigger role with that team. But he's going to be out for a year. It's not a year. It's going to be a, like, Tony well, Parker was out for like eight months when really? he did it. Yeah. Like, 
Well, let's let's wait to hear on the timelines. I can just say the Warriors are lucky they signed Andrew Bogut. That's all. Oh I can my say. God! I can't believe that that's working out. The fact that Andrew Bogut was playing in the Australian League and won the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. And <laughs> let's just be honest: the Australian League is not where it needs to be no. for a talent like Andrew Bogut. No, no, no. Uh, I think he's gonna have problems staying in front of people, but I do think you're right that this has been the best luck for them because without yeah. Boogie. They would have had a huge lineup issues. For sure. It's, it's basically the same team they had a couple years ago. Right, right. Uh, what do we got next? You got anything to say about the Bucks versus Pistons? I mean, that, that dunk that Giannis did, that was yeah. pretty neat. The boy flies. The boy flies. <laughs> um, I've been saying this all week. Um, I'm glad Blake Griffin is back, so now they're just going to stop losing by 30. They're only going to lose by 15. Yeah, that's because he comes and he's just a shit disturber. He just like... What? He's always starting beef, man. You think Blake Griffin's a shit disturber? He's got one of the most punchable faces in the entire NBA. I don't, I don't, I don't think. Uh, is that a, like a ginger? Are you, are you being mean to gingers? I'm not being mean to gingers. <laughs> we have something wrong. Blake Griffin, he's just an asshole, man. Yo, are you calling gingers assholes? Do you remember when that trainer was there massaging his leg and he grabbed his head and kind of made a, an obscure gesture with the trainer, and then he also punched that trainer in Toronto after a team dinner. And Drake hid all the tapes and confiscated everything and didn't let it get released. Oh, Drake. Yeah, yeah, shout out to the Six God. But, I don't know, Blake Griffin, he's going to make this, you know, an unwatchable series to a semi-unwatchable series. It's yeah, over. They're going yeah, home. Drink yeah, Casey, pack yeah. your bags. Yeah, it's, you're right. There's, there's not much else yeah. to say here. Uh, let's talk about Raptors. Give me some Raptor news. They're, they're struggling. This is... This is scary for Raptors fans, yeah. especially losing another game one at home in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh my God. Kyle Lowry with his classic zero point performance, third of his career. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, but he didn't just bunk the whole yeah. game. He did things in other ways. He did rebounds, he yeah. did assists, he took charges. Now you're sounding like Andrea Bargnani. It's not called rebound ball. It's called basketball. You, you know, know what? And I, and I get that. And, and that's why it's... I still agree. Yeah. You're making $30 million a year. You cannot drop yeah. an egg yeah. in the first round. You can't game. have zero points as your, you as your all-star point guard. You're all-star. You, so, can't, you can't do it. He's bounced back. Though. He's been playing a lot better in yeah. the other two games. Uh, could have a game-saving rebound at the end of game three. And they've been winning basketball games. Yeah. Who knew? Well, you know what? I gave credit to the real playoff P... Spicy P, Pascal Siakam. Oh, handing the peas over. Yeah, so he has, this is his coming out party. Like, he became the first Toronto Raptor since Chris Bosh to have a 30-point, 10-rebound playoff game. Uh, the first player, or sorry, the only player besides LeBron and Giannis in the last five years to have over 30 points and 10 rebounds with no turnovers in the entire game. LeBron, Giannis, and Pascal Siakam are the only three guys to have that stat line. This guy's been playing basketball for seven years. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, you know, news broke out after game three in Orlando that Kawhi Leonard was playing sick and had mm -hmm. not practiced with a with a flu. He basically yeah. had a flu. And he went out there and he played and... Struggled? Struggled. And we got into a clutch point where Orlando made a 10-point comeback and made the game close. Mm -hmm. And they tried to go ISO Kawhi and he couldn't do it. And who was there to save him? Pascal Siakam. That's right. right. Spicy Pete. He's the future. He's, he's more the future. than he's more than the future. He is he's looking like the best Raptor. Yeah. The best Raptor on the team right now. He might be the MVP of this series, to be honest. This guy's a third year player. 
This, this is, is crazy. His development, he's got that most improved player on lock if it wasn't already. I feel like this definitely helps his case. Yeah. And uh, I'm still agreeing that I think that Pascal Siakam is more deserving than Jello. But yeah. Jello had less help around him, which makes me feel For like sure. that's going to be the difference. For the Orlando side, though, I think they need to basically... The only time they've really been playing well is when... Mark Gasol's in foul trouble. On the bench. Yeah. Yep. That's the only way Nick Vucevic goes off. He's been lighting Serge Ibaka up. And and like like we said before, this is a matchup nightmare for Orlando. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, for, for Toronto. Toronto. For Toronto. That's right. I, Vucevic's been eating Ibaka up. Yeah. Like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, midnight yeah, snack, they, like they, post drink snack. Yeah, oh He's my God. everything. He's everywhere He's on Ibaka. Snack. He's a snack. And, and there's no one else on this team, Orlando team, that's really doing anything back Yeah, in. besides Ross. T. Ross, is, his threes are timely. Well, T. Ross likes to talk about really grown up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's making it hard for the Raptors to uh, not guard him mm-hmm. with an absolute, like, like a glove. For sure. Um, so Do we see this series extending past, expanding past five, six games? Are we going to see a game six, game seven in this? I think that this gets closed out in six games. Six games. So you think there's going to be one more Orlando win? I think so. I think so. I mean, we got a game tonight. Raj and I will be tuning in. We will see if Orlando can make this happen. That's right, man. So what's the last one on the list? A quick one, man. I want your thoughts on Houston, Utah. Houston's up 3-0 in this series, despite James Harden having like one of the worst shooting performances in the history of the NBA playoffs. Uh, Started over 15 and finished 3 of 20 in the end of the game. And they still defeated the Utah Jazz. What's going on? Man, I love James Harden. Yeah, I love James Harden because they went to him at the end of the game and said, you know you just broke a record for the most misses Mm -hmm. in an NBA playoff game. He's like, I had no idea. Yeah. He's unconscious. No, short-term memory loss. That's right. He's he's like... He's he's like Mello. He's like Mello. Yeah. If I'm a sh- if I'm a shoot 0 for 20, yeah. I'm a shoot 0 for 30. That's like, right. I'm a shooter. That's why nah, he do. don't he don't care. So speaking of James Harden, you were super high on Utah coming into this series. You felt I they liked... were going to give them a lot of trouble based yeah. on their defensive ability and the players that they had surrounding Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, we're three games in this playoff series and they haven't been able to do it, Raj. What what's what happened? Uh, I just think that it's a problem of, of not getting much help. Uh, I expected Joe Ingles to be a lot better than he has been. People in Utah have not, the players in Utah have not stepped up. Yeah. The fans have stepped their game up. Fans have stepped up. Have you um, seen some signs out there, man? The, the yeah. signs of Utah? <laughs> Utah James, fans are passionate. James Harden uses Facebook. James Harden drives a Prius. You know, it's a real wholesome, oh, wholesome oh. Utah. Yeah, the Ooh, Prius those are one. Good ones. That's those right. Good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, headsets at home. Yeah, yeah. Those dig deep, man. That's but right. I just, I just don't think they're getting enough help for Donovan Mitchell, who's shown a lot of heart this playoff series. He's a young guy, 21 years old. Kyle Korver said he's never seen a young guy take such ownership of a team before in his entire career. So, big words for him. But I think Houston's depth is just too much. I agree. Their, their system, the three-point shooting. You know. They're literally trying to prevent a Harden step back jump. Did you see the defense that Rubio's been playing? I saw that clip. Rubio is butt hugging James Harden. Yeah, playing him from behind him. From behind him. Yeah, to funnel him into Rudy Gobert and prevent a step back three pointer because it's just such a dangerous move. He'd rather allow Harden to drive to the bucket. That's that's playing some percentages. They they definitely did some analytic work on that. That's that's wild. Now, Rudy Gobert. Been great defensively, 
non-existent offensively. In well, this that's not his game. His game isn't, uh, you know, passing the ball down low and get buckets. He's offensive rebounds. We were talking about this guy trying to be an all-star yeah, this year. Yeah, but for his defense, too. His defense is a big part of that. Defense don't wait all-star. Defense was championships, but not all-star Yeah, games. and that's what he's upset about, too. Well, his, Clint Capella, yeah. he's been playing great. Yeah, because he knows his role. Yep. He's going to get rebounds, get alley-oops, and set some hard screens. And Rudy has been able to stop Clint. Yeah. I know. It's been tough. So, I, I think the lights are basically out for the Utah Jazz here. I do. I do. Um, and Houston's going to have a lot of time to sit and watch the winner of OKC Portland. Mm-hmm. Because, or, no, excuse me. Golden uh, State. Uh, no, so the, you're right. I've got it backwards. So, yeah. They'll have to think about... They're, they're probably already looking at Golden State. Oh, yeah. They've been looking at Golden State. So, that's... They're hungry. That's the, a fun matchup for next round. That's the matchup. That's, that's the matchup. Yeah. I think that matchup will be better than whoever goes to the Western Conference Finals this year. Or the NBA Finals. I think that's the real finals. Wow. Golden State versus wow. Houston. That's the real finals. I won't give you that. And I won't give you that because Milwaukee's still in it. But I think that's actually yeah. not a bad, not a bad quote. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we went a little bit over today, but it's the first week of the playoffs. Just like we Indiana, we blew it. Yeah. But that's that's all right. We'll be back later this week. And we're going to sweep it like Boston. Am I right? That's right, boy. All right. All right. So, Jordan, take us home, man. Hey, this has been another fabulous episode of the Give and Go podcast. We got first week review for the playoffs for you, baby. Don't forget, you can find us at all your favorite social media. We've got Twitter, Facebook. We're even on Instagram now at Give the Letter N Go Podcast. If you want to listen to our podcast, you can find it anywhere where podcasts can be listened to. We've got a YouTube channel. We're on SoundCloud. We're even on the iTunes store now. We're legit, legit, legit. The best, the best, the best that we can be. Uh, you can find all of those and on the Google Play Store on apps such as Podcast Addict, wherever your favorite podcast can be found, at Give, Letter N, Go Podcast. Remember, we give you the information. Now go do something with it. And don't let Jared Dudley try and talk his way out of being a great trash talker but a shit basketball player. Give and go. <laughs> and we out. When I think about playoffs, my nipples get hurt. <laughs>